Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of today's post is Operation Overtake and Occupy the Cedars, Part 3. And I realize these are a little longer than usual, but they are very important. So bear with me regarding that. For the past two days, we've been looking at a significant dream given to my friend, Dr. Greg Hood, a few months back. As I did yesterday, I'm including in brackets the part of the dream we have already discussed. Then I will read, I won't read it, but I'll, then I will read the part we will be discussing today. Summary. Thus far, we have seen that Christ is leading his ecclesia into a spiritual battle to restore America's covenant with him, pictured by cedar trees. He called this battle Operation Overtake and Occupy the Cedars. This covenant is linked to America's purpose, partnering with Yeshua to take his gospel to all the world. There are several more important details you can see by looking at the previous two posts. And we give you links. And now you can pause if you want to review the dream. Or for those of you that haven't seen it, you can see the part that we've been discussing the last two days. And I will start now reading uh, the part I want to discuss today. The Lord began speaking to us again. That is, Greg Hood and I in the dream. The realms over America are in sync, and the time is now for the redeeming of the nation. I will go before you in the unseen realm, and you will go forth in your realm. The realms are aligned, and my spoil is sure. He looked at Dutch and me, Greg, and said, Remember, keep watching, keep hearing, and keep moving forward. This battle will bring the land back to me. Then he turned, and with a commanding voice, addressed all the kings, that would be the ecclesia, all the kings there with a commanding voice. Repeat it to me, he said. Repeat these instructions to me. Everyone there said with a loud voice and in unison, we will watch and keep watching. We will hear and keep hearing. We will move forward and continue moving forward. Yeshua then said to us again in a commanding voice, Dutch, give the forward order. Dutch stood, stretched himself high in the stirrups of his saddle, and boldly decreed, Kings, ready yourselves. When he did this, all our horses threw their ears back and leaned back on their hind legs as if they were rockets ready to be launched. We could see their muscles tighten, and we could see their great strength and purpose. Dutch then commanded, Kings, ready your swords. Every king drew his sword, 
set forward in his saddle with knees tightly gripping the ribs of his horse, we were now ready to launch forward and take the land with the cedars. As Dutch commanded this, we all saw the sky become extremely bright. We knew the brightness was caused by many angels gathering for battle. We could not see into their brightness well, but we could see that they were all armed with bows and three arrows loaded into their bows. Dutch commanded, Kings, forward! A launching, a fierce movement began into the land of the cedars. We launched toward the first cedar, which looked firmly fortified by the adversary, knowing this battle would be intense. As we approached the cedar, we were able to see something meticulously carved into the tree. It was not put there by the adversary, but had always been in, had always been in the tree. It was the number 1025, 1025. We fought hard. Some of us grew tired, but our strength was quickly and supernaturally restored. We continued to fight. We watched, heard, and moved. Those were our instructions, remember. We watched, heard, and moved according to the commands of Yeshua. We took back this cedar and set forces there to build kingdom fortifications so the cedar would never be lost again. We shifted our focus toward the next cedar. Hearing the Lord's voice, we moved. As we approached, we could see that this cedar had what appeared to be great fortifications around it. This tree also had a number carved into it also done long before the adversary encamped around it. It was the number 1060, 1060. As we approached this cedar, we could see that the adversary's fortification was not as strong as it appeared to be from far off. It was comprised of stick men dressed up like men of war, not real men. We broke through their gates easily and made our way to the base of this great tree. As we did, we noticed that the stick men had a black substance flowing from their feet into the ground. It was tainting the ground around the cedar and killing the tree. We began warring with the stick men that occupied this great cedar using our swords the decrees coming from our mouths took control of the battle, and we won. The swords were our decrees. I, Greg, then nailed a decree to the cedar, which was given to me by an angel, just um, under the number 1060 engraved into it. Nailed a decree under the number on the tree. After I had nailed the decree to the tree, Dutch read it aloud, setting it into law. 
it read, The king's decree and the decrees of the kings are hereby law in this land from this day forward. This cedar is healed along with the land around it. Its roots are healed, and the fruit of its branches shall bring great fruitfulness and joy into this land again. This cedar shall never be defiled again. Everyone knew this law was now established and would never be overturned. And now my comments on this section. Christ began by assuring us that the natural and spiritual realms are now aligned in a way that makes possible the redeeming of America. He would go before us operating in the unseen realm. We would do so here on earth. It is important to point out the importance of discerning the times spiritually, not by what is seen. When revivals in history have occurred, the conditions, the natural conditions, were never positive. The word revival means restore to life. In other words, spiritual death is prevalent, creating the need for a reviving. It is a contradiction of terms to state that there is too much sin or corruption for God to send revival. That's when we need it and why he does it. We must, or what must align, as the dream states, between heaven and earth? That's a legitimate question. What must align? He said the two are aligned now. What must align, as the dream states, between heaven and earth? And it is the timing of God, the ripeness of the harvest, usually created by desperation and a recognition of our need and the preparedness of God's people through whom he must work. His timing, the ripeness of the harvest, and the preparedness of God's people. This alignment, creating the right time, is not produced by a lack of sin in those who don't know God. We were then instructed to keep watching, keep hearing, keep moving forward. Christ kept emphasizing this, even making us declare that we would do so. We must follow the instructions of Holy Spirit carefully at this time and keep moving the command was, was then given to ready ourselves and our spiritual weapons. Angels joined us, each with a bow and three arrows. We then rode toward the first of the seven cedars, which was heavily defended by adversaries. Remember that the cedars represented America's covenant and partnership with God. 
carved into the tree, this first tree, was the number 1025, which is the number of the Greek word brephos, meaning a newborn child or an infant. I believe this is referring to the birth of our nation. We were born through our covenant with God. The number was on the tree of covenant. It refers to the birth of, of our nation. We were born through our covenant with God. In the dream, we were recapturing this truth. Though the battle was wearying, as we watched, listened to, and moved according to the king's commands, we prevailed. We then left forces there to strengthen the tree, fortify it, with kingdom fortifications so it wouldn't be lost again. This would most likely refer to biblical discipleship, teaching. Christ then directed us to the next cedar, which had the number 1060 carved into it. This is the number of the Greek word gameo, to marry, M-A-R-R-Y, to be married or marry. Marriage, of course, is a covenant. The explanation of this cedar is that it compares America's covenant with God as a marriage to him. The use of this word is God's way of saying America's covenant with him produced a union, a joining together, a partnership. I also believe it was his idea that he raised up America and bestowed on us the greatest privilege ever given to a nation apart from Israel, taking the gospel of Christ to all the world. Though all believers share this honor, I know of no other nation created specifically for this purpose. We have since been unfaithful to him and aligned with the spirit of Baal, who actually refers to himself as the Lord of Covenant. This spirit causes individuals and nations to break covenant with God and align with or marry him through idolatry, immorality, the shedding of innocent blood and other sins. In the dream, he and his demons' ability to destroy the tree, which was covenant, was a black substance on the ground, which had flowed from their feet. Admittedly, this is subjective, but blood turns dark, even black, when it dries. I believe in the dream, it represents the shedding of innocent blood. That is what empowered Baal. We began warring with those 
who occupied this great cedar, using decrees, the sword of our mouths, and we prevailed. Greg nailed a decree under the number engraved into the tree, 1060, which I read, setting it into law. I will read, decree that decree again in the prayer. Everyone knew this law was now established and would never be overturned. <coughs> Let's pray. Father, in this dream, you told us repeatedly to watch, listen, and move at your command. We are determined to do so. You also told us that heaven and earth are now aligned in a way that allows you to redeem our nation. We are listening to you, not judging by what we see. Like Elijah on Mount Carmel, who heard the sound of rain when there was not a cloud in the sky, not one, we are listening for your commands and instructions, not looking at circumstances. You showed us in the dream that the marriage, partnership, and union our nation had with you has been lost, but can be restored. There have been many prayers of divorcement from Baal in every state of this nation. Also, the evil decree of Roe, which perhaps became our marriage vows to Baal, has been reversed. Because of these prayers of repentance and the nullification of this evil decree, we ask you to free us completely from this stronghold. And we use the sword of our mouths, just as you instructed us and decree, the king's decree, this is what was in the dream, nailed to the tree, the king's decree and the decrees of the kings are hereby law in this land from this day forward. This cedar is healed along with the land around it. Its roots are healed and the fruit of its branches shall bring great fruitfulness and joy into this land again. This cedar shall never be defiled again. And we pray this and make this decree in the name of our King, Jesus. Amen. I have written several times in the 15 posts, giving 15 posts about Baal, the strong man or principality that has ruled America for decades. Here are links to two of the most important. The teachings in them will give you an even greater understanding of this dream. And you can find those posts using these links. You can learn more about Dr. Greg Hood at the link 
provided, greghood.org. Thank you for joining me. We will finish this tomorrow.